It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast. Our rapid reaction. The Giants fall to the Washington football team down at FedEx Field in a last second loss on a field goal, 30 to 29. Joining me this week is the one and only Super Bowl champion, Carl Banks. Mr. Banks, I would say, how do you feel about this game after sleeping on it? But I know neither one of us really did much sleeping. So <laughs> about 14 hours later, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I, I said it uh, during the, the final seconds of the game. The Giants earned that defeat. They did everything um, possible to prevent themselves from winning. Um, and look, I, I, I'm going to give a optimistic um, view on this, and this is not to uh, convince any Giants fan out there that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's up to the players themselves to uh, change the narrative. So um, there were some there were some things that they can build on, but it's the little things that they've got to eliminate, John. I think um, when the quarterback has the game that he has, and you know everyone uh, coming into this game, the narrative was that the quarterback was no good, blah, blah, blah. He got that whole thing. Um, he played as good a football game uh, as you could expect him to play. He passed the ball well. I think what he, he had a pretty high percentage completion. Yep. And you take, what, three drops that were – catchable passes I think it was two by Galladay and then a one big one to Darius Slayton um he's probably in the high 80 percentile in completions what was his completion for the game uh, he was at he was at 62 I think if you account for the drops I think they had him over 70 which is still very good yeah so uh made great decisions with the football um you know we talk about and he Giants. ran it well too by the way right I was going to say, you talk about the Giants not having a running game. Well, his yardage counts, you know. So if you put his yards with Saquon Barkley's yards, these are not, these are not like ancillary um, yards by the quarterback. These are design run plays. They weren't scrambles where he took, you know, he took off. They had design runs for him. So he counts in the run game. It's no different than when you do a tally on the um, – Baltimore Ravens when um, Lamar Jackson's running the ball with design runs. So the run game, yes, if you want to see pure running from the running back, then you got to get a little bit more. But when you look at their impact, the running game's impact on uh, this game and their production, it was good. Um, That said, uh, we talked, you know, about you know, well, let's just say the narrative about the play calling uh, by Jason Garrett. They made some adjustments in this game. They were more trap-oriented. They had a lot of pullers in there. And I will tell you this, John, just looking at the the film, and I haven't done a deep dive into it, 
But Saquon Barkley has to be better in some of those situations. Like they had some of the stuff blocked. He gets in and he, he trips or he stumbles and falls down. I think this is part of his comeback progression. You know, you saw sometimes in the game where his eyes and his feet were in sync. There were other times where the feet were, would not sync with the eyes. He was trying to do something and just didn't settle himself to uh, complete the process. And I saw that a few times on like some of the counter plays and some of the traps where he's got two blockers. He's got um, hat on hat by his lineman and he's trying to get the body in the mind or the body in the eyes and the footwork in the same direction. He just kind of stumbles down. That's going to come with time. Uh, with Saquon, but that time has to come relatively fast. Now, and I'm sure the more he sees it, the better he'll be at it. But the, the, the instincts you can see are there, but they're not synced up quite yet. Um, because there were a few times I saw him run in there, he just stumbled. I'm like, boy, if he stays on his feet here, he's going to get the necessary yards and then some. So the clear stuff, like his 40-something his 40 yard run, it popped wide open, right? And there was no one there, and he outran guys. But there are other times where the blocking was there and he's got to sync it up. He's got to see his blockers. He's got to see the opportunity and the body and the feet and the eyes have all got to be together. And he has to calm himself a bit so that he can execute the process. And I think that's going to come. But like when you want to look at, you know, the positives of a very negative uh, outcome, those are some things that they can build on. But until they do it, there's no sense in selling hope to a fan base. Like I, I can tell you, I am hopeful, but I can't tell a fan that they should feel like I feel um, because they don't see it the same way and they just, they're result oriented. And so the Giants have got to quiet this narrative. And the only way they can do that is to execute. And and win. You know, right. Well, execution will result in wins because yep. they did enough good things to win the football game, but they did more bad things to lose it. And they were just little, little things, you know. And so um, the bigger concern for me is not the offense. Like the offensive line, again, did an adequate job pass protecting. Yeah, they gave up some sacks, but look who you're going against. You're gonna, yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, but they were able to hit the plays that they needed in the past game, and their communication seemed pretty good. Now, they were, out, they were outpowered at times, but it wasn't for lack of uh, – or, or for, for mental mistakes or lack of knowing where their assignments were. They, their communication was really good across the board with the offensive line. They just – you know, sometimes – the other, the better player won, but they had their moments where a lot of moments, I should say, where Daniel Jones had a clean pocket or a clean enough pocket. He made good decisions with the football. So if you combine that um, with, you know, just some, some opportunities that I felt Saquon Barkley had in terms of, you know, just settling himself and, and, and getting underneath his pads, those runs and just settle himself, quiet himself, 
and running rhythm, I think they, they're, they're going to be fine. My bigger concern is the defense. The, um, the defense had some, some real big flaws. Like the, the goal line play stands out the most. Um, they, didn't, they were not balanced. And it wasn't like they were going against uh, a formation where it required six guys on one side of the center and one guy opposite of that. Um, they didn't, the, the Washington team did not put like an unbalanced formation. So I don't know where they went wrong with that, but they've got to get that right because that was easy. They checked out of that right away. And as we were broadcasting the game, I said to Bob, there's an, un, there's an, un, there's a bubble. They're going to run into the bubble here. And certainly they did. Um, so that was disappointing to see that. Um, their pass coverage, though it was better, it was still bad because they had guys in position to make plays, but they weren't in position, meaning like in zone defenses, Heineke was throwing some balls in there where they were, you know, the Giants could have gotten there, but they weren't, they weren't set when they got in their zones and kind of drifting or not knowing, uh, locating where the receiver was in the zone. So that was something that they have to get better at. All right, a couple specific things about the game, Carl, and I want to kind of hit on one or two of those trends. Um, what did you think about after Bradbury had that interception, the Giants get the ball back down 27-26 mm-hmm. on their own, on Washington's 20-yard line, 216 to go, first and 10, Washington three timeouts, they ran it twice with Barkley. You talk about, by the way, making more of these runs. I thought maybe Barkley could have gotten a couple more yards out of those two runs there, and then they throw the incomplete pass on the slant. I know some of the popular criticism, and I think there are two sides of this coin about running it twice and then just throwing it on third down there. What did you think about the play selection on that set of downs? Well, again, um, offensive coordinators are not going to be 100% all the time. There are going to be some plays that break down because there are humans playing on the other side of it. Yep. And it's not, you know, it's not Madden football, right? But um, when you, again, take a closer look at it, to your point, you felt Saquon Barkley could have got a few more yards. And, again, he's getting over his skis a bit. Um, and I don't think he is – he's settling himself uh, in terms of his patience with his feet, his eyes, his body. He seems to be hurried a bit. And he's got to let these plays develop. And that is basically a, a running back who has not played in a year, um, coming off an injury, trying to get everything there, and he's rushing it a bit. Sometimes these plays take patience when you have guys that are pulling and trapping. You've got to allow those blocks to get set up. And he did not uh, on those two plays. He was trying to hit it quick. Those aren't quick hitting plays. That wasn't a trap. There's a little bit slower developing. And if he gets, you know, if he gets his, his, his settles his body a bit, John, he's going to go for four or five yards, if not more on all of those, those two running plays. I, when you look at it, he just kind of, once he gets there, he starts to stumble. He gets too far over his skis and he just kind of stumbles into the ground. Not, not really absorbing any contact until he falls down. Yeah, no question about it, Carl. And I think the other thing frustrating about this game, you know, we had the game last year with Evan Ingram. He dropped the pass against Philadelphia, right? Backbreaker. Mm-hmm. And, but that, that, that's a physical error. And I think 
you know, Darius Slane had a similar play in this game. But you go back, and this, is, I think, has been something that's very uncharacteristic of the Joe Judge team that we've seen play for 17 games before this particular game. Just to give you some examples, second drive for the Giants, a false start on a third and two, makes it third and seven. Jones gets sacked. You have to punt. C.J. Board is a holding penalty on the long Daniel Jones run. So a touchdown gets called back. Um, in the fourth quarter, consecutive false start penalties turns a third and five into a third and 15. Giants have to settle for a field goal. A James Bradbury holding penalty extends a Washington drive that turns into a field goal. Then you have the Dexter Lawrence offsides. To me, this is not a trend that I think we've seen with this team. They have not beaten themselves in that way, really, under Joe Judge. So to me, I think that's what made this very uncharacteristic as a team that really was near the bottom of the league in terms of penalties last year. Yeah, and and John, I I heard something this morning on um, one of the networks. It was Chris Carter. He made such a, a... really great point when he said sometimes you got to teach teams how not to lose yep, in I order heard to teach them how to win and that he couldn't have been more profound in terms of his insight there because again you know no one wants to make mistakes no one goes out there to make mistakes but you've got a value every possession and you've got to have a sense of the importance of the situation and you know i call it situational awareness where you know you know that certain things can't happen on this play because we could win this down just like with darius slayton on the the ball where he's wide open now i'm sure when they call the play they probably said, you're probably going to be one-on-one. We're going to get the safety out of the middle field. You can beat this. He beats it. And he knows at the line of scrimmage, when the ball is snapped or, or pre-snap, this is going to be my play. Now, after that, the next thing that should come to mind is make sure you catch this ball. And, I, you know, could Daniel Jones have thrown a punt up there so that he could catch it? Sure. But Daniel Jones put a perfect pass. I mean, he he literally hits him in the palm of his hands in stride. I don't know if you could ask your quarterback to do more other than to throw a worse pass, uh, you know, because it was a catchable pass. It was a pro football pass. And again, Slayton didn't go out there expecting to drop the ball, but you've got to expect to catch it is what you have to do. When you get all the conditions right in its execution at the end of it to complete the, the play successfully, that's got to be at top of mind because that wasn't a play where it was a 50-50. We hope he gets open. Right. No, they knew exactly what they wanted. They got the look that they wanted. Now in the receiver's head, he's like, oh, crap. I got the look I, I, got the look I need. I got to catch this ball. That should be it. So it's it's all, like I said, no one goes out there expecting to make mistakes, but you've got to expect not to. You've got to know that these things in these situations are important. 
And that's where this, this team is right now. And like you said, it's uncharacteristic because of all the things that they could control, they failed in crucial situations. They did. All right, two long-term trends, Carl, before we say goodbye here. Hey, Giant fans, taking all the action in New York Giants football from your very own private suite. Giant suites are a great way to entertain your family and friends while rooting on your Giants right here at MetLife Stadium. Speak with the Giant suite rep now by calling 888-NYG-1925. You already kind of mentioned this already, but I could not be in more agreement. This is what I said on Big Blue Kickoff Live just a, you know, an hour ago, whenever that show was. I'm half sleeping. Um, but... You can fix penalties. You know, those are momentary mistakes. It's a momentary mistake to drop a pass. You can fix all that. But I think the trend we've seen now with the defense the last first two weeks of this year, and frankly, Carl, even if you go back, you know, the Arizona, the Cleveland, the Baltimore games, and the last year, not great either in terms of how the defense played. But it's a, it's a new team. So let's focus on the first two games this year. What needs to happen for this pass defense to shore up here in terms of just being stickier with coverage is it the pass rush not impacting the quarterback at all? Is it a combination? How does this defense just frankly play better, especially against the pass? Okay, it's it's simple. Attention to detail. So the um, the Denver game, they were just outcoached, right? They had guys blatantly wide open. In this game, they had guys in the vicinity, not the general vicinity, but the immediate vicinity, that just weren't in position to make plays. So that they have to be more, um, I want to say attention to detail, but more urgent. They have Mm -hmm. to be more sudden in the things that they do in those zone defenses, right? Get to your spot, locate receiver, locate quarterback, break on ball. So it's get to your area, locate quarterback, don't locate receiver and the ball is caught within six inches to a foot of where you are. You know, when you're playing zone, the number one thing you got to do is get to your area, settle, find quarterback, find receiver, break. They're two of the three of the processes there, but they're not getting there sudden enough. There's no urgency in their, their, their area drops. You gotta, once you get to your area, it's almost playing man-to-man coverage at that point. And if you can do that, you're going to have a better pass rush. Now that does not exonerate the lack of pass rush, but you could see in some, in, in some instances where there was pressure on the quarterback, it correlated directly to the coverage that they had. And you talk trends a lot, during this conversation and if we look at the first two weeks of trends in the nfl it's all offenses are getting the ball out of their quarterback's hands yep. so you have to be better in coverage to give your pass rush an opportunity now a guy that that took a major step forward in his coverage was jabril peppers and him him being more physical at the line of scrimmage with the tight end resulted in a sack you know and so they've got to be better and like i said more urgent more sudden with their purpose in in past past defense now there was some improvement but not enough improvement to where you can say they got it figured out because again they're close but the offense is better when you're close and not where you're supposed to be 
and they had, you know, had opportunities to make plays probably on about five key passes that really got Washington or kept Washington in the game. And if they can correct those things, you'll start to see the defense trend in the right direction. Hey, Giant fans, don't miss out on the return of New York Giants football. The 2021 season is underway, but there's still time to secure your season tickets and root on your Giants at MetLife Stadium. Speak with the Giants ticket representative now to become a season ticket member. Call 888-NYG-1925. We also, by the way, have a special sweet package available for September 26th when the Giants retire Eli Manning's jersey. The special suite package includes Eli bobbleheads, jerseys, T-shirts, and more. Speak with the Giants suite rep by calling that same number, 888-NYG-1925, but select option four. All right, final question. How about the interior of this offensive line now? Shane Lemieux on IR. We don't know when or if he's going to return. Obviously, Nick Gates, uh, just a horrific leg injury. He's not, I mean, they haven't announced anything, but I think it's safe to assume he's not going to be back this year. Uh, You have... Billy Price, Ben Bredesen, do you have to change how you're scheming this? How do you think that impacts this team moving forward here? Um, they made the adjustment in game uh, yesterday. And so I think, you know, welcome to the NFL. Injuries happen yep. and you, you, you just can't cancel a game. You just got to get your guys ready. And I think they did a really good job when Gates went out. Again, their communication across the board was really good. Um, were they outmanned at times? Sure they were. There were other times where they handled, they depleted um, uh, Chase Young. I mean, he was pass rushing. They had a chip. He was off his feet, off his feet and on the ground. So they have a plan. Um, they can adjust for the weaknesses in their offensive line if they are assignment conscious. That's what you do. You know, Every team's not going to have a Chase Young. They're going to have another plan, another plan of attack, right? So you just have to make sure that your communication across the line of scrimmage is good, and that'll give your quarterback a chance. If your communication isn't good and guys are running free, that's where the breakdowns come. So whoever is on your offensive line, communication in the pass game, make sure you got everybody accounted for, and then give your quarterback – that gives your quarterback a chance. But if you don't have everyone accounted for, you got no chance in the passing game. So your quarterback is mobile enough to, to get out of the way if you can account for guys and get something on them. But if you can't, then it's going to be a disaster no matter what the personnel is. So um, I think the adjustment they made in-game uh, due to injury was good. I think they can continue to build on that. The communication for the last two weeks have been good. That's the trend you want to see with this offensive line. Um, in the run game, you've got to um, Saquon Barkley has got to get himself settled down, be a little more patient with what he's doing, um, and I think that you'll start to see some immediate improvement there. But again, I'm not selling hope. Um, I, you know, I'm a realist in terms of how I see it, and based on my experience and how I look at film. And I know the personnel, um, their key personnel. Um, so I think they're going to improve there. But they've got to eliminate the self-defeating errors. Carl, enjoy your weekend. You can watch football like a regular fan without working. And we'll catch up with you next week. All right, bud? Okay, John. Thank you. That's Giant 
Ring of Honor member and, of course, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. We thank you for joining us on the Giants Little Podcast, which you can find at Giants.com slash podcast on the Giants app and, of course, on your favorite podcast platforms. I'm John Schmoke. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week on the Giants Huddle Podcast.